justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming All from my right. mind. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good. Oh, I'm sorry. Good evening. It is no longer the afternoon. I'm sorry. I, I'm never going to get this right. They, they didn't know what time of the day it was. <laughs> That's true. But no, but you know what? The thing is, if, if anyone from my job ever saw this, I need them to at the very least believe that this is happening after work. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Um, good evening. Good late evening after a long, arduous day at the office being AKA my house. Uh, welcome to this. I don't know what episode this is of 476 podcast. I haven't done an episode in a while, so this will be great. Oh, you know what, Vic? The other thing we were going to talk about is the NBA coming back. So we'll talk about that as a segment right. next in, in at odds. But anyway, right. that's not the point. Or maybe we'll make it part of the podcast. I don't know yet. We'll figure mm-hmm. that out. Yep. I'm, I'm thinking on the fly. Everything's on the fly on this one. Um, except for our argument right now. So we're going to argue today a little bit. All right. This podcast is going to be in light of the ending of the Last Dance documentary, which is maybe three episodes too long, as we mentioned on the Three to Tango podcast, which you can find the playlist on my website and also on the YouTube channel. If you aren't subscribed yet, you should subscribe, you you filthy animals. Um, Because I'm very proud of it. Did a lot of work. We did a lot of work. We all came in, you, I, Vic, you, I'm sorry, you, you, me, and Fred, Fred, you, and I. I don't know what the, the proper uh, English is to, to say that. Fred, I, and you, whatever. Uh, we all did great, and I'm so very happy about it, very proud of that work. It feels like a complete series of works. Like, that could be a DVD box set, you know what I mean? And it'd be fire. <laughs> uh, so in light of that, we're going to talk about LeBron versus MJ. Um, now, I want to be clear. Nobody on this podcast thinks that MJ is anything but the greatest basketball player of all time. However, to make it somewhat interesting, I am going to play devil's advocate, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give LeBron James his case. I'm going to say why he's the greatest player of all time. But I want to just give it clear that I don't think he's the greatest player of all time. I think MJ's the greatest player of all time. But there is a case for LeBron. You and I have talked about this. Um, so, I, I mean, let's break it down. Let, let, let's start it off. I mean, I, I don't know where to start. We could talk about numbers. I don't even know if, if it's worth talking about numbers. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I do want to say, though, is, like, I want I want it to be clear, like, uh, because a lot of what happens when you talk about the greatest of anything, it becomes an argument of semantics yep. of, like, how you qualify that, mm-hmm. right? So, like, like Jay Williams on the other day got in, got into like a Twitter back and forth with some random person. And like, he's citing like things he does off the court, right? Mm-hmm. Starting the school, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Um, and the guy's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. And then Jay Williams like, well, my definition of the greatest player is this, right? Mm-hmm. Which is just like, that's not, those, those are two different conversations happening simultaneously, which is a fruitless uh, endeavor. You know? Yeah, because so, if that's the case, then Toby's the greatest sixer of all time. And trust me, Toby right. is not the greatest sixer of all fucking time. Right. So, well, I'm not talking about LeBron James, the person, mm-hmm. nor am I talking about Michael Jordan, the person. Mm-hmm. I have no idea who they are. Yep. Right. If, if I was to make an assumption, which would be a very large one, because again, I've never met them or anyone who knows them. I would probably want to be friends with LeBron more, mm-hmm. but I also, again, don't know. So yeah. these are not them as people. They are just talk, we're talking about them simply as basketball players. Correct. And, and LeBron is cornier, I think, than MJ. 
You know what I mean? He's a nicer person, I'm sure, but just as corny as shit. Like, he's a little bit corny. I think they're both kind of corny. The difference is, is that MJ don't give a fuck. Oh, okay. Ron clearly cares. Yeah, he cares. He cares. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so let's just put it that way. Um, and, and, and in fact, I think that is kind of like the the thread that leads to all the reasons why LeBron can't be Michael is that, in fact, he is too nice. For sure. So let's say, like, LeBron plays on, on the Cavs. He gets to the Cavs, first pick overall, mm-hmm. and they're a bad team, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of the argument for LeBron defenders, he played on these really bad teams mm-hmm. for so long, carried them here, blah, 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 right? This is rooted in such ignorance as if it's, like, the Bulls were amazing. Correct. And then they added Michael Jordan and then became more amazing. Correct. Right? Which is not the, not the case. I think one, the few, one of the things the last dance does well, or at least hopefully does, mm-hmm. did well, is kind of dispel that myth. Mm-hmm. That, like, you don't get the third pick overall because you're an amazing team. Yeah, correct. Like, you, you're fucking trash. Yeah. Right? And he was also came into the league where there was – the part of the reasons why, and not to say they weren't great teams, the Lakers and, and Lakers and uh, Celtics mm-hmm. are all-time great teams from the 80s. Mm-hmm. But part of the reasons why they were able to dominate the way that they were, because a lot of teams were fucking crazy. Yeah. And, 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 co- <laughs> and like, cocaine and party life was, mm-hmm. was huge. Mm-hmm. It was huge. Um, and, and, and this is also the boom of, of AIDS and stuff and HIV. Yeah. So a lot is happening in the 80s. Um, Cameron right. really being uh, the result of all the crazy shit that was happening in the 70s mm-hmm. in the country. Yeah. Um, so that, so they both start in very similar circumstances. Mm-hmm. Franchises that were historically shitty. Mm-hmm. They had, like, the Bulls had some moments. The Cavs had, I'd argue, even brighter moments than the Bulls before Michael got there. Oh, for sure. Right? But Michael sticks it out. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think part, part of what the last dance does show is how hard it is mm-hmm. to stick with the franchise, to have guys come in and leave, mm-hmm. have the next guy who's supposed to help you win. He's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Right? He sticks it out. LeBron does the decision, mm-hmm. which I don't I don't really even really care about yeah. anymore. Not that I ever really care that much. But the more the more important thing here is. He teamed up. Right, the, the the super team era starts with him. Yep, and ends with him. And the difference is, is, and I'm uh, what I'm hoping the last dance helps mm-hmm. is Scottie Pippen did not arrive in the NBA. Correct, an all-time great player. Horace Grant, for as good as he is or was, was very much like a, a semi-above-average player. Mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman. Which again, the most overrated player out of all of this is like was a complete zero on offense, yeah. especially by the time he got to the, the Bulls. Mm-hmm. So it's it just the, the convenience of, of, the, of ignorance within mm-hmm. quote unquote basketball fans, mm-hmm. where it's like, but LeBron did all, you know, LeBron didn't have a Scottie Pippen. Well, neither did fucking Michael until he, he made him. And he and even when Scotty was on the team for a long time, he still didn't have Scotty Pippen. Yet. Yep. Right. And like, how fast? How much easier is it to give up on that and go play with somebody that you 
first that you like personally, mm-hmm. which is a complete advantage, but also someone who's already done it, who's already great. Yeah. Who's already got like got to the, the peak of their powers and happened to be a very, very, very good player. Mm-hmm. Right. The bronze yeah. never done that. Mm-hmm. And like because and then that like that just takes so much more motivation, so much more drive, patience, and that like Michael never gets credit for. Yeah. And that's yeah. why he's able to sustain why he was able to sustain such great success mm-hmm. on the same team. Where LeBron is like these pockets, and, and unless he's able to build his teams, they don't win. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not mad at that. Uh, that uh, opening argument uh, from Victor there is not wrong. You know what I mean. We've always talked about essentially the creation of Scottie Pippen, and Scottie points it out in the documentary. Um, I think Horace does too. I mean, but you know, Horace is 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 not an All Star level player. You know what I mean. He is a a good player, but Scottie isn't Scottie without MJ's influence. What I would argue, though, here, what I would argue against this is that, yeah, MJ gets drafted into a similar situation as LeBron, but the difference is MJ doesn't have Jerry Krause. I, I'm sorry, LeBron doesn't have a Jerry Krause, which is just any semblance of a good front office or GM to provide him or to identify somebody who could be a Scottie Pippen, let's say. Now, could you argue that the draft picks that Cleveland got are are – failures because they didn't become Scotty. Well, we have to go back and look at what do we think Scotty would have done if there is no Michael, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's you know, impossible to really argue. But could we say that Scotty is a NBA basketball player still? Some of these guys that get drafted when LeBron, they get drafted with LeBron are guys who are shortly out of, or out of the league shortly thereafter. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Jackson from the University of Oregon. I don't even know who that is. That's in 2004, 10th overall. They don't have a pick in 2005. 2006, they have two second-round picks. Uh, Ajike Ugboya, Daniel Gibson, Booby Gibson, who we know, Shannon Brown. I mean, these got very, very clear, very clear ceilings on who these guys are. J.J. Yeah. Hickson, who I did like at his best, but, you know, he, he was, it's just – yeah, he was, he was nice. Uh, Danny Green, who really doesn't find his foothold in the NBA until many years later, and that's in 2009. The, the draft picks, this all happens from 2009 to 2003. It's just uh, a failure of draft picks. Then they have a couple free agent signings. They lose Carlos Boozer first. Right. Um, who, who, for whatever reason, now, Carlos Boozer, I, I, you know, and I never really, I don't know why he left Cleveland. Um, I would say that maybe Carlos Boozer was a little prescient in seeing that, well, you know, LeBron doesn't really play nice with power forwards, which people we talked about, you know what I mean? LeBron and power forwards, they don't really mix. So Carlos Boozer maybe saw himself having a limited role next to LeBron. Um, no, I think they didn't want to pay him. I don't think and, they didn't want to pay him. Which is the other thing too. Yeah. Which other thing is I think that they didn't want to pay him, mm. um, which again, another failure on the front office, you know, now uh, is it a failure in the front office? Is Carlos Boozer at his best? Is this, you know, is a borderline all-star. Yeah. I mean, he was better than most of the guys on that team. Most of the guys on that team. Then they, they, there's a uh, Larry Hughes sighting for a while. Yep. Uh, they trade for Mo Williams, who, who that year at least is a all-star replacement. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people wanted him to be in the all-star game. 
Um, I don't know why I remember this so clearly. They wanted him in the All-Star game. They, they, he doesn't get voted in. The next game, he scores 50. Uh, and then somebody gets injured. I, I don't remember who gets injured, and he becomes a replacement in the All-Star game. Right. Uh, but then essentially when LeBron leaves and, and I've always tried to make this argument about how when, when LeBron left Cleveland and I see, see, here's the thing, because this is the other argument, right. For a LeBron, someone who is a LeBron fan, right. When he leaves Cleveland, Cleveland absolutely falls apart. I mean, it's, it's, they are not just bad. They are historically bad at that point. Yeah. Uh, and it just goes to show how much LeBron meant. But Mo Williams was also very, very bad all of a sudden. You know what I mean? I'm very confused as to what happens to Mo. Um, now, maybe it's the, the playoff series, that, that that playoff series, the last playoff series against the Celtics, we knew was weird. You know what I mean? Everybody who watched that knew was weird. And I'm not going to pull up the numbers. But the, the thing is, is that I don't want to go through the numbers of the playoffs, because you could look at the, the Magic series from 2000 and – was that 2009? Yeah. You could look at the Magic series from 2009 and say, well, LeBron – I mean, LeBron scores like 37 a game. You know what I mean? He's like 37, 8, and 8. But we knew watching the, watching the series there was something off. You know what I mean? And you can pull up the 2011 Celtics, that series, before he leaves to the Heat. Those numbers show, again, a player who is dominant. 2010, we, right? Or 2000, well, it's 2011, isn't it? No, no, you're right, 2010. I'm sorry, 2010. Yeah. 2010, and you look at the numbers and you say that, well, this is weird. You know what I mean? Uh, it, the, the numbers are there, but when you watched the series, you knew that there was something off. He was yeah. already checked out, essentially, is, is what it felt like. Even though he yeah. had put up these numbers, he was essentially checked out. But, again... The, the, they never did him any favors. They couldn't get him any help. I mean, even if they would, even if they would have gotten him a Chris Bosh, who is not Scotty, right? But no. it's just something a little bit better. Chris Bosh refuses to go to Cleveland. Um, they, they got they get him Shaq at the. There was a, a, an argument on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this. This is somewhere I think recently. I, just, I think I did see it. And so, and I don't know if it was sarcastic. I, I like tweeted at it because I was like, "Are you being sarcastic right now about Shaq's time in Cleveland?" <laughs> You yeah. know, as if it was like, oh, people forget that LeBron has Shaq. And it's like, well, let, let's – wow. Are you – yeah. if you're being sarcastic, then fine. Let's laugh together. If you're not <laughs> being sarcastic, then you don't even deserve the argument that I had to present to you that this is, like, very much the tail – it's not just the tail end of Shaq's career, but Shaq should have been put out of his misery <laughs> in his career. You know what I mean? Like, essentially, after he leaves Phoenix, it's pretty much over for him. Um, and, and it's just – it's bad. Zajunas Elgaskis had a chance at one point, I think maybe to have been his best teammate, but his feet just his feet just wouldn't hold up. You know what I mean? He was the most skilled big man he had ever played with. Could have been, you know, like a, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know what his what his ceiling is, but a Vladi Divac maybe higher type player. Um, but you know, his feet just don't hold up, and, and they just don't ever get him help. So, so, so. That would be – that's my argument there, is that, is that not only that, we talked about this in uh, – we talked about this in the Free to, Time, the Free to Tangle podcast, right? Mm -hmm. That MJ – we talked about this early in the first episode. That MJ has – and listen, here's, a, here's one thing, too, about MJ's greatness. And th th there, is, there is a thing – I do believe in this 
uh, in nature that like greatness almost attracts greatness or like-minded individuals get, can get attracted to each other through forces that are yeah. beyond explanation. Right. So MJ's being great. I mean, even to the, him playing baseball is being hit. The manager is, is what's his face. You Terry know what I'm, is Terry Francona, one of the greatest managers of all time. He's coached by Dean Smith in college. He's in the Olympics in 84 is coached by, uh, uh, by Phil, uh, Bobby Knight. Um, and, and then, you know, comes into the league and is – is uh, who's the first coach he has? I can't remember. Stan Allback. Stan Allback, which is whatever. And then Doug Collins and then Phil Jackson. Um, you know, he, he, it's, almost, it's almost like – and Tex Winter, you know what I mean, who, who creates – who essentially creates the offense that everybody runs today or runs at least some sort of, uh, some sort of set from or, or does things inspired by the triangle offense in today's NBA. Um, yeah. It's almost it's almost not even fair to you can't even compare those things, right? LeBron doesn't have anything like that. You know what I mean? There's just not a coach worth looking at um, in his time in Cleveland. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, now was he uncoachable? I think that his I think he becomes uncoachable. Okay, well hold on. Let's yeah yeah yeah. Let's put a pin in that because that's some that's something different, and then that's a it's a really good point. Okay. So the. But you, so you talk about not getting help, which is fair, yeah. right? But what I would say, though, is if Jordan – Jordan had very similar success to LeBron up until the point where the three peaks begin. Correct. Right, where you get – where LeBron even actually gets farther. He gets all the way to the finals. To so the finals, right? yeah. Um, in a weird year when they yeah, clearly yeah. were not ready. To, um, but if Michael leaves Chicago before he's a winning – then everybody would have said the same thing. Yeah. Kraus couldn't, didn't get him any help. Uh, mm -hmm. Scotty never becomes what he becomes. Mm -hmm. Right. There's, there, there's no argument of whether or not he's better than Charles Barkley on ESPN's shitty rankings. Correct. Right. So it's like, there's, because LeBron is like kind of too nice, not kind of, is too nice, mm -hmm. he, can't bring, he can't bring people up on the mm -hmm. floor when he's with them. He Correct. can play better. Right, but it goes to show, like when he, he left, the team was in shambles, mm -hmm. right? Which is yes to his greatness, but also when Michael left, they were they were battle ready and tested. Mm, that's they a good were argument. ready to carry mm -hmm. themselves, mm -hmm. right? and then eventually it fell apart because people get used to certain levels of success, mm -hmm. and there was nothing a Michael Jordan less Bulls could do to ever live up to the hype that they created. Um, but again, that's kind of like a chicken and egg thing, but I, I think it was just fair to mention the coach is the really, is also a really good one. Mm -hmm. However, um, what I want to say is like, how good are any of these coaches without the guy buying in? Right. Mm -hmm. And this is the difference. Another big difference between LeBron and Mike, uh, and Michael, Michael hates his GM. <laughs> <laughs> he does, he, he, in fact, he doesn't like any of his coaches. When he's a rookie, he doesn't have the, the sort of the audacity or cachet mm -hmm. to be like, fuck this coach. Mm -hmm. he, didn't, he did not like Doug Collins when he first got there. Mm -hmm. And Doug did everything in his power to make Michael like him. And that's why eventually they got rid of Doug because he yeah. couldn't control mm -hmm. the team. And then they hire uh, Phil or they promote Phil rather. And he's like, fuck this guy. I mm -hmm. like Doug. <laughs> I, shoot, I shoot the ball 37 times yeah. with Doug. Yeah. You know? So, and then, like, he famously, mm -hmm. famously would ridicule Tex Winter 
in the same sort of light as Jerry Krause. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as brash or to the same extent, but anybody who had, after a certain point would criticize him, mm-hmm. he would get offended by. Yeah, this is the whole thing why he's not cool with Charles Barkley no more. Mm-hmm. Tex would be like, "Pass the ball." He'd be like, "Fuck you, Tex." Yeah, yeah. maybe may not those exact words. There's actually a famous a famous uh, video clip, and I'm pretty sure they showed it during the Last Dance where they're going through a drill. For some reason, Tex Winner's on the floor with these players. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like a box-out drill. Mm-hmm. So Jordan goes to box-out Tex, and when he does it, he wraps his arms around Tex's back, grabs yeah. his pants, and pantses him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's your coach that you're yeah. doing that to. Yeah. You know, so it's like he didn't really have the best relationships with these people. Um but he was so driven by mm-hmm. winning, mm-hmm. right? That, that all of that paled in comparison. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where LeBron, that wasn't always the same thing. And in fact, the, the piece that you share with me, the, like the first Bill Simmons piece I ever really read in mm-hmm. detail was talking about that in particular, right? The, yeah. the sort of like, what is the driving force here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I think it made it clear that, that winning wasn't always there, or at least, doing what it takes to win. Like, yeah. Willing, LeBron was not, and still isn't, I don't think, willing to do everything it takes to mm-hmm. be that ultimate winner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, I think, I, I, because my thing is, like, LeBron is too good. He eventually would have won in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And then we don't know that a couple years, and again, this is why it's a chicken and egg kind of argument. Yeah. But we don't know that if, he doesn't play enough with uh, whoever is on that team. If it's um, Mo, Mo, Mo Williams, J.J. Hickson, that any of these guys who had some talent, mm-hmm. that they don't develop into something more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't the, – the, the, again, and the, the, the point I make too, that's, the, that's exactly why I'm, I mentioned them, is because they, they are shortly, shortly after that out of the league. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, who knows? Who, who knows, right? If MJ is in their life, do they become the, like a guy? You know what I mean? Something special. I, who knows? In today's day and age, I think it's almost impossible to quantify just because guys today, I don't even want to do the softer thing or nothing like that. They just, guys today are different. You know what I mean? I, not hard or not softer. They're just different. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't, I don't want to say that they're softer. They're just different. Um, but but to, to your point about Michael panting tax and his relationship with his coaches, I would actually, I would argue that's almost to his detriment a little bit because, and that should really be to the, to the, um, to the benefit of the coaches who, who are, or just the, the figures that are around him that are able to overcome some of that strife kind of, mm-hmm. and, and still in, endure, you know what I mean? Whereas LeBron is coming in and, and LeBron, like would Tex Winner prefer coaching a LeBron figure, right? Let's just, pretend for one second someone who who and but see again this goes back to we don't know how coachable LeBron was for the first 10 years I would like to think that he was coachable in the first whatever and that at the point he gets to Miami it falls apart you know what I mean because I I don't think he really I don't know if he doesn't necessarily respect Eric Spolstra but when he gets I just I remember when he got to Miami there was this thing, there was a piece, I think it was Brian Windhorst who wrote a piece that said something like the offense they're going to run is going to be something like when LeBron gets the rebound, 
then Dwayne Wade gets to score. But then if Dwayne Wade gets the rebound, then LeBron gets to score. Something really crazy like that. They were just going to get out and run, and this was going to be the logic that they would use. Some crazy shit like that. And I'm like, well, that doesn't – like, that, what, what's the science there? You know what I mean? If Kevin Durant left to find basketball nirvana, yeah. you know what I mean, in Golden State, where's the basketball nirvana here? And that's why that team was so limited. That Heat team was, was, was limited to a certain extent because it just never – the pieces never fit, um, which is, you know – MJ's ownership and LeBron's GM skills are pretty much on par. You know what I mean? They're both trash at this, at, at doing that thing outside of playing basketball. Um, so I, you know, I just, I would say that, that, that I would present that argument, right. Is that, that that's a credit to those guys that, that played or, or that coached Michael that were able to endure through Michael, through Michael essentially belittling them consistently and constantly Mm-hmm. Uh, and them essentially being able to rise. Because, again, just like Michael will do anything he could to win, these guys also see, well, we need Michael to win. You know what I mean? So we're going to eat this so that we can all win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, whereas that's not a thing that LeBron deals with. Now, LeBron obviously has kind of the other side. He has the the passive-aggressive side of this. Yes. Where when he hates a coach, it's it's kind of behind the scenes and, you know, most famously, David Blatt is like the most famous one that that really gets like belittled on TV constantly. Um, which I think, if there were this many cameras and this focus on that at the time with MJ, maybe we would have seen more of them. Like, say, so you see Tex get pants. We've seen Michael belittling Jerry Krause. We might have seen more of it, and the spin would have been more negative. I think now than it was back then. I think back then it was kind of like I, I don't know. I just did, back then was just hazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now it would be look more like almost bullying, almost. Yeah, it's like locker room behavior versus. Yeah, exactly. Um, but LeBron, you know, kind of like like <laughs> coaching behind David Blatt. You know what I mean? The shit like yeah. that that just didn't go well for David Blatt. Now yeah. we did. We don't see David Blatt back in the NBA since. Now is that because David Blatt, the taste of David Blatt's mouth, is so disgusted by LeBron that he never wants to coach in the NBA again? I don't know. Um, I think it's a lot. Of, I think so. That that um. I think that's a bigger conversation, maybe yeah. for another time. But what I will say quickly is with these, I, I think most of us on the outside looking in, we try to make everything logical mm-hmm. and reasonable. Yeah. But that's not the end all be all for these, for these general managers, presidents, team owners. Correct. Not only do they have to find the right guy, they have to, they have to find the right person that also everybody else is cool with too. Correct. So it's like this, I can't hire the, the smartest basketball mind if the media is going to fucking say it's the worst hire ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they're not willing to take those kinds of risks That's because true. they're still in the public relations sort of business. Yep. yep. So if you, are you going to be the, the owner that hires David Blatt yeah, yeah, and yeah. have to go through a summer months and months and months of seeing him getting shitted on mm-hmm. <laughs> like those mm-hmm. same clips start over. Probably yeah. not. I mean, he's had so much success in particular in Israel. Like, I don't doubt that he, he's good enough to coach in the NBA. Is he yeah, going to yeah. be Steve Kerr or Brad Stevens or Pop? I'm probably not, but mm-hmm. is he good enough? Yeah, yeah, he's good enough. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the coach I will concede to you as well, but, I, but the, one, the one, though, caveat is also it's the buy-in, which is what you're kind of mm-hmm. just talking about. Yeah. Without Dwayne Wade there, I don't think Spolster lasts. Probably not. 
And without Dwayne Wade saying, like, hold on, man, like, let's give this guy a chance. Yeah. Right? Where the thing is about Michael, even the, like even when he was not always being the easiest person to be around, he did what he was told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, and sometimes you when the reins had to be pulled back, and but once he bought into the triangle, it was over. And yep. you saw in the last dance where Joe Dumars was saying, like, oh man, we beat them, but like we saw it. Yeah, like, yeah. Once they figure this out, I don't know if we're gonna be able to handle it anymore. Yeah. And they did. We're like mm-hmm. LeBron um is like passive aggressive Rondo. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. I'm the basketball genius, which is true. Yeah. Which is yeah. true. And the thing is, you can have very successful teams and offenses by letting guys like that control mm-hmm. the ball. But we've seen over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. You can't win the whole thing that way. Correct. Yeah, and that, that, way. that to me, the argument, and so this is what people I think need to understand. The argument about about MJ being greater than LeBron is actually about the things that MJ uh, decides to let let go of. Yeah, you know what I mean. Is him right. is him deciding to run through an offense. LeBron does not ever. It's just the LeBron offense. Yeah. I, I compared him to Peyton Manning, uh, like years and years ago, right. because it was like. When Peyton comes in, especially when he went to the Broncos, it was like when Peyton comes in, you do the offense that Peyton does. You know Correct. what I mean? Because Correct. he's one of the best quarterbacks ever. Correct. Uh, but, you know, he was limited, right? He, was, he couldn't win all the – you know, he wasn't going to be the winner that Tom Brady was, right? And Tom Brady is, is you could argue uh, – we'll, we'll see this year. You know, is he a product of the system or is he great? Uh, what I think is it's just in the middle. It's just he was a great quarterback who is also a product of a great system. And MJ's greatest attribute is him giving into the system to win. You know what right. I mean? Whereas LeBron – now, but this goes back to my coach's argument where it's like, but did LeBron have a coach that had any type of I, – you, you have to believe that they did, right? The One thing about coaching in the NBA, and, and you can attest to this or you can tell me I'm wrong. One thing about coaching in the NBA is that the line is very, very thin. All right, between Brad Stevens and between Scott Brooks – you know, is a very thin line. Because if you looked at Scott Brooks' career, let's look at Scott Brooks' career, right? He starts coaching in Oklahoma City, and he's coaching two guys who are incredibly ball-dominant, and who knows how much he can actually get them to do anything. Correct. You know what I mean? And when Billy Donovan comes in, people are looking at Billy Donovan like, oh, he's not ready for the NBA. He's a bad coach, in fact. There were people saying he was a bad coach. In fact, I think Bob said, uh, yo, I don't think he's a good coach. And now people are looking like, yo, Billy Donovan's a great coach. You know what I mean? So, so that line is so razor thin. There are coaches that – all of these coaches are very good coaches, and then there are great coaches among them, and then some of them just either make the wrong adjustment or, or just don't have the players to, to necessarily get the job done for them when it matters. Yeah. So – so there's no way, but 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 there are the instances where like uh, who was who was KD's first coach in Seattle is um, Sam Mitchell, right? I guess so. I yeah, remember. I think it's Sam Mitchell. Sam sure. Mitchell tries to put KD at the two in Seattle. You yeah, know Sam what I mean? Mitchell's, it's like, well, why are you doing this, Sam Mitchell? But see, th- that's the, the 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 side, or like we've talked about Doc Rivers being a, a you know kind of overrated coach. You know what yeah. I mean? Is he a leader of men? 
Yeah. I would say that's what he is. He yeah. is a leader of men. Is he a good X's and O's coach? Probably not. But that's the same thing with Phil. Um, right. It, you know what I mean? So, so I think I think so. So, so that that's the thing with LeBron is 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 how much coaching, how much does coaching matter? We know it mattered for MJ. You know what I mean? Because that's that is the point that makes MJ ascend is saying I'm going to give up some of this. Um, and LeBron, does he ever come across a coach? worthy i guess of taking that from him almost um yeah i think that is though mm-hmm. what i think the issue is like, yeah i got you yeah yeah, yeah. technically probably not there probably is not a coach mm-hmm. just like there probably isn't actually one for, for michael or yeah. there probably was never one for timmy yeah. or anybody else or hakeem mm-hmm. but because these other guys were willing to let go like, yeah you even if you we see you can treat your teammates like trash you can physically beat them mm-hmm. right but if but by playing within the system giving a little bit up mm-hmm. em, empowers them to play their role yep right so now i can leave for a year and a half and you guys have somewhat of success because now it's not all of a sudden holy shit now we got to dribble the ball and we have to shoot mm. it and we have to pass it yeah and we have to make decisions it's not mm. just catching and finishing the play mm. um and then like, the thing is like i said with uh with Spolstra, he's a great coach mm-hmm. a great coach and we had all these questions because lebron decided correct. i don't know if i trust you correct right he is actually a great coach yeah and with the whole divide between good and great, I think for some coaches it can be a little bit broader than maybe a thin line. But let's mm-hmm. say, like, but I was actually going to bring up, right, Scotty Brooks and Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. Are they that much different? Like, is there, is there one philosophy so much better than the other? Probably not. But mm-hmm. the difference is, as you said, mm-hmm. Doc being very relatable, mm-hmm. Doc being able to galvanize people, mm-hmm. Doc being able maybe, like, like, you can't tell an NBA player what to do. Mm-hmm. And as fans, this is the thing I guess that drives me nuts. When like, why don't you just tell uh, Joel and B to get down on the block? Okay, mm-hmm. you go tell that seven foot, three mm-hmm. hundred pound man who's amazing at this what yeah. he should be doing every second of the mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. You can't. No yeah. one can, right? Yeah, yeah. Unless he's willing to let that happen. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying mm-hmm. like. It's not that simple. It's not fucking Madden. It's not 2K. Yeah. You don't press a button, the player does it. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, but even also to that, they also don't understand the geometry of a basketball court. Yeah, yeah, besides the ignorance. But just, yeah, that, yeah, just, that, just, just that idea in a vacuum. Correct. So, like, the divide, I think, is a little bit bigger for some cool. Like, Brad Stevens, Pop, I think they're just a higher tier. Yeah, Steve Nick Nurse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nurse, Well, They're a higher tier. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, like, even, like, amongst each, themselves, right? Mm-hmm within your own tier like who is better and best is really based on like is really subjective yeah but but yeah getting a getting somebody to like pop didn't get timmy to believe in pop Mm -hmm. timmy was willing to take that risk yeah right and that's really what it comes down to it's Mm -hmm. like michael played seven seven years eight years nine years before he won a title i don't know in his first 10 years, where it's like, within that first 10 years, you're like, all right, well, I've done all this, and I'm still in the same place. Mm-hmm. So eventually, they try something different. You said Michael? Yeah. I think it's seven years. Yeah, right, because it's... 85? Yes, yeah, he got drafted in 84. 
and then 91. He yeah, wins yeah. The so six so, years. Or seven years, I'm sorry. Seven, seven years. yeah. So, but like, and I know that, they, like, in hindsight, right, it's, easiest for, it's easy for, like, fans to be like, it mm-hmm. just took seven years. But when you're in it, mm-hmm. when you're in it, it feels endless. Especially Correct. when you're losing to the same team over and over again. Correct. Um, so, yes, yeah. So, I would agree that, at least in Cleveland, the first, the first run, mm-hmm. he doesn't have a great coach. Mm-hmm. But I would, my counter would be that even if he did, we wouldn't know. Yeah, the line is thin between knowing whether he would have or would not have. It's all dependent on whether he was willing to buy in. Correct, which I don't think he would have been able to in Cleveland because yeah. he just didn't he, – he was not used to mm-hmm. doing it. And because he had some – like Mike Brown like, is, a, is definitely not a good coach. Yeah. And, like, having those experiences, he's like, no, these motherfuckers don't know what they're talking about. Correct, right? correct. And the other thing, too, is, is him coming from high school – like, you think a high school coach mm-hmm. is telling LeBron what to do? Correct. No. Yep. In fact, his, his coach was, one of the, was, the, was the starting point guard's dad. And the only reason mm-hmm. that, that, that guy started was because his dad was the coach. Was but the anyway, coach. Yeah. Um, so it's like, no, you're not telling LeBron what to do. You just go do LeBron things. Yeah, yeah, correct. Because you're LeBron, and somehow you're in high school. Yeah, like, yeah. So you, that is his experience in basketball, mm-hmm. not even really being coached. Yeah, yeah, correct. And, and that's to his detriment. Yeah, and that, that's exactly right. See, and that, that those, like, these are the things that are really impossible to break down, right? Because that's the point, right? Is that, is, is like I was saying earlier about MJ kind of seeming to always find the right place, him going to college. Um, well, I mean, he's also not LeBron in high school. You know what I mean? He's not, he doesn't necessarily have. Oh, no. The trajectory that, I mean, LeBron is recognized what, by the 10th grade. That's like, oh, this is the next guy. You know what I mean? And that doesn't exist for Michael at that time. No, Michael doesn't even get a scholarship to he's a senior. That's what I'm saying. So, so Michael is, is, is almost allowed time to be coached, go to college. All of he is, he is a product of coach of a coach. I'm uh, not a product of the coach. I'm sorry, but it's just like, he's able to be coached. You he's know what coachable. I mean? He's, he's coachable. He's allowed to be coached at this point. LeBron, at this point, by the 10th grade, everyone knows he's the next guy. He's in the NBA. He's so much greater than everyone around him yeah. that he doesn't even get the opportunity to be coached. You know what I mean? So it's like, like that's a thing that is hard to measure. You know what I mean? But to, to your point, that's a check mark. To, to MJ you know yeah. what I mean it's not anyone's fault it's not you know it, it is what it is it's what you talk up you have to talk that up to the universe this is just kind of how it plays out and in fact this is what 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 but but to also LeBron's credit what this is what makes him great you know what I mean he's not really coached you know what I mean he has a fucked up life just like everyone else he comes up he manages to to make it to the NBA great he's a he's a genius I mean he's a basketball genius you know what I mean it's not just the 6'8 yeah he's 6'8 because because this is a, a an argument that I hear from from some MJ fans that would argue, well, but LeBron, I mean, he's just all he does is just run and dunk up and up and down or somebody's like, you're not understanding yeah. the game. You know what yeah, I mean? You're no, not quite not understanding true. LeBron. Yeah, he correct. He is bigger, he is faster, he is stronger than everybody. There was a time when MJ was faster, was way faster than everybody, just because MJ was fast as shit. And in right. today's NBA, guess what? For it also still be fast as shit. Right. Uh, and the most graceful player on the court. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, like the idea that MJ could not exist in today's NBA or some weird, whatever weird argument you want to make, that is just cut it out. You know what I mean? 
he is as athletic, as fast, as strong, as the most graceful basketball player we've probably ever seen, honestly. Yeah. But LeBron's greatness is the, the, the IQ. You know what I mean? Is the genius on the court. It's the passing and everything else, seeing every angle that that only that are the angles that are only reserved for the Michael Jordans and the the, the Magic Johnsons and the Larry Birds, the guys yeah. who can see it. Yeah. Um, and I, the reason I said Michael Jordans just now is because the idea that MJ wasn't a great passer needs to be dispelled also. You know what I mean? He just wasn't asked to, to like you said, he wasn't he was willing to give up handling the ball as much as LeBron was willing to, to handle Correct. it. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about LeBron's time in Cleveland real quick. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, not in Cleveland, in Miami. Okay. All right. Uh, there is no argument for a LeBron fan for year one. You know what I mean? The loss to Dallas is a stain. Oh yeah. On, on his reputation. And, and we, and we forget about it so much. Yeah. Yeah. It is a stain on his reputation. It, it needs to be at the forefront of the argument for why MJ is the great, is the greatest is because LeBron's time in, in Dallas did not go as planned. And, and it, this is not one of those where we bring up the Magic or the Celtics and you look at his numbers, his numbers tell a different story than the game. The numbers tell a story that the game also tells us. You know what I mean? His numbers in that series are trash. They're not good. I think he's like sub-20 points a game, terrible percentage. And I understand that um, – what's this dude's name? Um, why is it escaping me? Uh, the Matrix uh, with the ugly jumper. Oh, Sean Marion. Sean Marion, yeah. It is Sean Marion's duty to guard LeBron for most of the game. But I will never, ever, ever forget watching LeBron back away from uh, being unable to post up J.J. Barea, being unable to post up Jason Terry. That's one thing that I do want to mention. People always point to the LeBron posterizing Jason Terry, which is not a – I don't even think that's a poster because – I just don't – I don't think that's – posters to me are when LeBron dunks on, like, a big dude. You know what I mean? Which he has a million of. He has a million sure. of those, too. You know what I mean? The Jason Terry one isn't. The reason why people bring up the Jason Terry dunk and mention about how vicious it is is because Jason Terry, there was a feud. The feud was that Jason Terry in the finals was essentially talking shit to LeBron. Mm-hmm. and was defending him on certain plays, and LeBron wouldn't do anything. So when LeBron dunked on Jason Terry in Boston, it was a, a monkey off the back. You know what I mean? It, had, it, it, was, a, it was more symbolic than it was vicious as, as a dunk. So, um, but this is the argument that I am going to pose here. Uh-huh. That, that Mavericks team is very good. I'm not going to say it's great. You know what I mean? It's not the it's not the worst of the last twenty years though. I mean, and, and also we get we get Dirk put on one of the greatest playoff runs we've ever seen. Pretty much it, that his playoff run through two thousand eleven is 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 incredible. You know what I mean? It's one of the better playoff runs. The numbers are crazy. I think it's like thirty two a game or something. The averages are through the roof. It, it, this is Dirk. It, it's Dirk essentially ascending and dispelling all of the bad shit that was said about Dirk. You know what I mean? Um, it's Dirk becoming great, I, I, is what I'm saying. And LeBron couldn't get out the way of that. But but th- th- that's not my argument. My argument would be that, and you've heard this argument before. All right? Yeah. But I'm going to present it a little bit differently. Okay. To your, credit about, uh, to your point about what you said about what uh, Joe Dumar said, right? Yep. Next year, we're not going to be able to beat them. But we also know that the Pistons start falling apart next the next year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, Isaiah gets injured the next year. Is it two years later he gets injured? 
I don't know. I don't think it's next. I don't think it's the following year, but I'm yeah, not I think, sure. I think it might be two years, but they're getting older. All right, sure. they're getting older. They've, yeah. been to the, they've been deep in the playoffs to the finals. They are very physical. I think maybe Lane Beard does get injured. I can't remember, but the team starts breaking up. They weren't going to beat the Bulls next year because it was over for them. You know sure. what I mean? So I would argue that, that that first Lakers team that they face now, they face Magic. This is Magic the year before Magic leaves. Um, so it's never been clear to me I don't even want to talk about the HIV. I don't. I don't know if it has any impact on Magic in that series. We do know that that the defense played by Scotty and MJ have an impact on Magic that series. But also, that team is whatever. James Worthy. I mean, I've heard people argue that James Worthy is overrated. I, I don't think he's overrated or underrated. I think he's properly rated. He's just James Worthy. You know what I mean? He was a a great third banana, uh, and then could be your second best player at times, right? They have James Worthy towards the end, Magic towards the end, Vladi Divac, a young Vladi who is Vladi. I mean, that team isn't moving the needle, is what I would say, right? Magic is still very good. He only leaves because the league makes him leave. Yeah. He was still he was still very good. And Vladi actually is very good too. He's very he, good. Yes. He has a game of like fifteen and fourteen or something like that. Um But that's not Kareem, is is what I'm saying. That's, oh, that's of course not, not. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? No. You know no, I mean? but I mean, but neither is this, <laughs> neither is the Maverick team he loses to. No, but, but, but listen, that, what I, what I'm saying is no, no. And you're right. That Maverick team, there is, again, there's no argument for the Maverick team. I, what I'm doing is I'm doing the, the, uh, what about that has been made famous by the Trump supporter. Okay. You're okay. bringing up 2011, but what about we look at these, some of the final teams that Michael faced. The Suns team is an all-time great team that doesn't win. I think that's the all, only all-time great team. I think Portland win. is too. I don't. I don't agree with that. But we talked about this too on on, on the podcast. I I don't even know if if if. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I think I, I, maybe I just love that Sonics team too much. I think that Sonics team is better than Portland. Am I? Oh, yeah, am no, I they're not. I yeah. think they are. I think they are. I think they are. No, they don't have. You said it that way. I don't care. They don't have the same depth as Portland, but but even either way, though, there's there's two things for Dallas that will forever. There were just two of the things that will forever knock him down. Um, is Jordan doesn't lose to teams that he's better than. Yeah, just does not happen. Yeah, yeah. The only time he loses the series when he played like twenty games. Mm -hmm. So I know that like. Other podcasts have done things where, like, oh, you know, he wasn't as bad as you think, but that's fine. I don't care. He was playing Wait, that bad series. No, we're talking about Michael. Talking about Michael in oh. the in the Orlando Sorry. series, they lose. Oh, okay, yeah. But he played. He was playing baseball earlier that year. I'm yeah, not counting that. Yeah, yeah. I don't so, agree. so he doesn't. He doesn't lose to teams in the playoffs that he's that he that the Bulls are better. It just doesn't happen mm -hmm. once. Once he starts winning finals, it's just winning finals. Correct. Right? Um. Also, that the, the, the fi that, that 2011 uh, series just highlights the biggest hole in the LeBron resume, mm. and it's not even like a changeable one. It's every this what really what we learned about him the most uh, after 2010 is that he couldn't handle the pressure. Mm. Where where Michael lived for it. Yeah. Not only did he live for like give me the shot, play the best defense. Put all the best players on that side, mm -hmm. and now let me play. Mm -hmm. 
where LeBron was the opposite. And I would say to his credit now, mm-hmm. he is not afraid of the moment. Yep. He's cool with the pressure. And I think more than anything else, and we'll talk about this at the end. This is not a shit on LeBron James yeah. podcast for me. This is just saying as great as LeBron is, this is why Michael is greater yeah. is that he doesn't have these moments mm-hmm. where he can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Like, like even if, even if you make the argument before this, like all those Pistons losses or, or losses to the Celtics, that's fine. He's learning. But once he reaches that point, once he gets pet to the, to the, to the finals, it's just straight W's from there. Right. And, yeah. then, and he's fine with that moment. And mm-hmm. not only that, he, he gives his teammates confidence because they have him on the, on, mm-hmm. on their side. Yeah. Where he, where you, I'll never ever forget watching LeBron stand in the right corner with Jason mm-hmm. Terry lagging off like six feet. Yeah. And it's like, that could never ever happen mm-hmm. if you have Michael Jordan on your team. Well, and, and, and so, so my other point here too, about that Maverick series mm-hmm. is, is, the LeBron Dwayne Wade thing just was never, it never made sense. Nope. You know what I mean? It was a bad pairing. Yep. Um, I remember, I remember that summer when they joined, I remember thinking, well, that pisses me off and the yep. league is now fucked. Yep. But then I thought about it when I watched the first games, I think they lose the first game. Oh, yeah. Against us. They lose the first game against us, against Michael Carter Williams. Yes. I was, I was in the building for that. Game. Yeah. 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 And I remember thinking, well, yeah, that's right. There's only one basketball on the court. And yeah. these dudes have been thriving as the main focal points of their offense for years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And in that Maverick series, I think more than LeBron not being able to handle the pressure because, because we saw, we had seen LeBron have moments in, in tight, high pressure situations, right? The Pistons who were the, the Kings of the East, you know, similar to, to MJ when yeah. in 2007, when LeBron goes, he has that, Famous game, it's that game six at the end or game seven? No, it's game seven, I think, where he essentially scores the last 30, the last 24 points, 24, oh, the last 28 against points. Against Detroit. Against Detroit. Yeah. In 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a famous pressure situation. Yep. Um, game seven against the Celtics. Again, we, we remember it being a checkout game, but the numbers at least suggest that he was still very efficient. He was still very, yeah. very good. It's yeah. just that he, he didn't do the extra thing. You know what yeah. I mean? The point being that, that I, I don't know how much in that Maverick situation, how much of it is, was it, it's two, it's two things. And I don't know how to weigh it. Right. It's folding under the pressure. And then it's, this is a shitty fit. It's a terrible fit in the first fucking place. Right. Yeah. And how much is this weighing on this? And how much is this weighing on this? Right. You know what I mean? It becomes a constant wrestle between Dwayne Wade and LeBron. It's like, well, is it going to be Dwayne Wade's turn or is it going to be LeBron's turn right now? Well, I'll tell you why it's, it's, it's him not being my hand of pressure because that situation he created for himself. Correct. Because he couldn't handle the pressure in the first place. Correct. I can't take all the blame for us not being great. So I'm going to go play with him because he's already great. When that, that never had to happen in the first place. Yeah. He could have gone anywhere in the league, played with anybody, mm-hmm. and he chose a guy that first I like already, so it's easier to play with him. Correct. And then secondly, he's already won one. Correct. So he made that situation for himself. Correct. That did not happen organically where they had to figure it out. He yeah. chose it. That's on him. Yeah. Um, and, and so, so fair, again, there is no defense for that. 
Yeah. Um, I just want to really poke holes a little bit in in some of MJ's competition. Again, it's hard to do because I do respect those teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the teams that he played, but on paper, at least, some of those teams are not necessarily as good. Well, I don't think. Here's the other thing: the teams that LeBron has played in the finals. Yeah. MJ has not faced any team of those caliber, in my opinion. The 2017, I'm sorry, not 20. Well, the 27, any of the the last three years, uh, Warriors teams. Uh, yeah. Besides last year, the the three years previous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beats the uh-huh. 73 and nine Lakers, uh, uh, Warriors. Now you can poke holes in that, but I would I would suggest that you can poke holes in 90 percent of the championships ever because there's always a thing that happens. There's always something. Yeah. We don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Those Warriors teams are better than any team in the 90s. Correct. That 73 and 9 team is better than any team that that MJ faces. Um, And had the Thunder made it to the finals that year, that would have been better than any team he faces. Had the Spurs made it. The Spurs of 2013, the 2013 Spurs, that's the team that beats them in five, right? Uh no they they uh they beat the Spurs in 2013. Okay the 2014 Spurs then. Yeah. I don't think there's any team that 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 MJ faces is better than that team. The 2013 Spurs that the that LeBron beats, I would argue is also. I think that that team, if you put those teams in any of the 90s, I think those teams face face MJ in the finals and we see what happens. You know what I mean? Uh, I would definitely say the 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 Kevin Durant Warriors, but other than that, I don't know. I think the I think uh, Manu Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker being guarded by Michael and Scottie Pippen that's that's a no. That's, that's a right with them. That they're that's they're, they're they're they're. But you're you're, you're, you're forgetting the the important Frenchman here, all right? Who can also bring the ball up, which is uh what. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Boris. You're forgetting about my man Boris. You know, Boris can also sure. handle the ball. Yeah, when he's in shape, he's very solid. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. He's solid when he's not in shape. I mean, yeah. like physically solid. Yeah. Uh, definitely the Durant Warriors. The rest of those were better than some, but I don't know. I, I, would, I think those Suns teams, that Sun team, uh, the Portland team, though they would have been just as good. But competition overall, though, yeah, right? It's not the same. But once you get to the top, Tiers, tier teams in the league. I don't think the commission is that different, but those Warriors teams are only ever like that doesn't Kevin Durant doesn't leave and go play with them mm-hmm. if LeBron doesn't go play with Dwayne Wade. Mm-hmm. Like this is his fault. He set yeah, the precedent. Maybe, maybe. I, I, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. The more I think about Dwayne about Kevin Durant in a vacuum, I, I just don't know. I, I just don't know. That level of cowardice, and oh man, that's this is a strong word. I don't know Kevin Durant personally. I just yeah. want to put that out. I don't know him personally. Yeah. Okay. And actually, you know what's funny is yesterday me and TJ were talking about Kevin Durant, and we like his encore persona. We were talking about the clip that resurfaced a couple of days ago. Yeah. Where he was, where he, he they were playing the Wizards. And he told Steve Kerr to take him out the game. He was like, nah, I had enough. You know what I mean? It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, you know what I mean? And it, it, it like, it was a hilarious moment to me. You know what I mean? I like him on the bench, the way he, like, cheers on his teammates. I like his encore persona. But it's when I hear him talk that it gets frustrating. When I hear him in interviews, yeah. and I'm just like, I don't agree with what you're saying here. Yeah. I, I don't know if that I, – I don't know if that's not in him already to do. 
you, you see what I'm saying? I don't know if that's not in him already to do. I, I, I understand that. Like, I mean, it had to be in him a little bit. Yeah. In the least because he did it. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying, though, is LeBron doing it makes it easier for everybody yeah. else. Correct. Like, we have to remember how shocking it was in the moment mm-hmm. to be sitting there in that room and being like, what the fuck just happened yeah. when, he, when he, the decision is going on? Like, I'll never, I'll never forget that day for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because it's, it's about, like, I know for Kevin Durant, it's not about winning. Yeah. Because he says it all the time. I just want to hoop. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I, would, I would play in the fucking backyard for free, right? That's him. Mm-hmm. Fine. You don't care about winning. You love playing basketball because you're really good at it. Yeah. That's also okay. Yeah. But that's also why you're not going to be the greatest ever. Yeah, correct. So, uh. Again, I, I would make an argument, and I think it's a, a fair one. Part of those Warriors teams being even created, stopping him from winning more titles, is because he started the super team thing to mm-hmm. begin with. Yeah, he created the monster. Yeah, so, so, like, that's another situation that he kind of played a part in that took away from his ability to be great. And actively plays a part in because he beats the Warriors that then goes out and gets Kevin Durant. You know what yeah. I mean? You can't – I don't want to – I'm not going to knock him for – because he won, but I mean that with no, I, just I don't. Don't, yeah, I just I, don't I, think that yeah. him. I don't see the. I just don't see that playing out. Like, and like, and the thing is, like, and I think it's fair to say because throughout the history of the league, mm-hmm. superstars didn't jump to play with other superstars in their primes mm-hmm. until he did it. Correct. So, but the I other, argue, but I do want to point out one thing though is that yeah. salary caps did not allow superstars to necessarily do that. M- most teams I don't think could afford or were willing to afford multiple superstars on one team. Um maybe I mean the the, the difference is, is like players make more way more now. Yeah. Right. For sure. So it was actually easier to make teams. So some were like the Correct. the false equivalent arguments is like oh well the Bird Celtics, the Lakers. No, it's no comparison. They were already super – they were, they were super, quote-unquote, super teams. But it was yeah. different. They were organically made. They weren't getting paid nearly as much. And so, I don't know. I, you, I think you could, In reality, comparing those Celtics teams and those Magic teams, you have to actually compare those to the 73 and 9 Warriors. Who it's, it, this, it's this team that has a couple small free yeah. agent pieces like Andre Godala and David right. Lee, who they trade for. Right. Uh, Andrew Bogut, who they – I think they signed Andrew Bogut outright. But everything else is organically built. Yeah. Uh, the other, though, giant uh, blemish on LeBron's resume is the 2014 finals, which is the one that no one ever, ever, ever talks about on the national media anymore, which is so crazy to me that we can just forget, like, forget and act like that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. The Heat, the team that he built mm-hmm. with two other – uh, pretty all stars. Dwayne Wade is I I love his game, uh, and he never gets the credit for being the great defender that he was. Yeah, um, they lose by twenty on average twenty five right. points per game. Yeah, that is the largest margin of average loss in finals history. Correct. And famously, uh, Charles Barkley said, "Because uh, they win game one." Uh, and that's the game when LeBron gets a cramp and Charles yeah. Barkley says, this is the closest that the Spurs are going to, which, which this is poking a hole in my argument as LeBron is the greatest, but it has to be said because yeah. this goes back to the point about the Mavericks. Uh, although, uh, although 
yeah, actually, you know what? Let me just say this real quick. The way that that Heat team was looked at at that time was a little foolhardy because people were ignoring the signs that Dwayne Wade's career was on the back end. You know what I mean? His knee was shit. His, his, I think it was his, his left knee was fucked or whatever. He was playing on one leg essentially for the entire season. It wasn't the same anymore. Chris Bosh had already shown to us that Chris Bosh was just an okay player. You know what I mean? That when he was on a good team, he wasn't necessarily going to... Now, again, I've made this argument again that LeBron and Power Forwards don't get along. So take, that, take with that what you will. Um, but to, to Chris Bosh's credit is also part of the reason why... That Heat team is why the league starts going small. You know what I mean? I just want to say that because that Heat team puts Bosch at the five, puts Batty at the four, which before that was like, what, what are you doing? What, what is this black magic putting Shane Batty at the four? You know what I mean? Mm. But it was like, oh, in today's NBA, it wouldn't even be a fucking question. Yeah. Um, so but doing the, things like that, that would allow Barclay teams. Thing, though. What were you going to say about the Barclay Oh, so Barkley. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got off topic. My bad. <laughs> Famously, after game one, Chuck says, this is the closest that the Spurs are ever going to come to beating this Heat team. They're going to they're gonna lose the rest of the series. Yeah, he, he, he actually, he actually think, like, almost verbatim says, like, because the, the cramps, they try to say the cramps is because the AC broke. Correct. In uh, whatever. The, San Antonio. Play. Or whatever. Uh, I forget the color. The Alamo Center or whatever it is called. Yeah. And he says, like, you know, that. It's like they're, they're, they're one, you know, broken air conditioner away from getting sweep, swept. Correct, from getting swept, yeah. Yeah, because the Heat win game one, Spurs win game – Oh, that's, I think Spurs oh, win no, game no, four, Oh, no, no, yeah, right? I said it wrong. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, so Heat win game two. They win game two, yeah. They and win then, game two, I'm sorry. And then, they, and then they win the next three. And then the last three to get blown out by 30 each game, essentially. Yeah. So it's like, And they, they, they win the first one by 20-something. They lose game two by 20 No, I thought the first game was close. Was it? Am I tripping? Well, I thought the first two – I think the first two games are close, and that's it. Game three, four, and five, Kawhi averages 30 a game for the rest of the series, and they blow them out those three games, I think. Uh, but while you're looking that up um, – Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. But no, I'm just saying that, but they, they forget. They forget that – yeah, so the game one is they – game one, San Antonio wins by 15. Okay. You know what, but that, that game, I do want to say that game is closer because there was a feeling watching that game that if LeBron is, is able to get through the cramps, that they can be – I think if you look – I think if you look at the box score, if you look at the, the play-by-play, mm-hmm. it, it's one of those games that's like within six or seven. And then as it's getting later and LeBron is out of the game, it, it like it grows, it grows, it grows. It's not like the last three games. The last three games, right, yeah. Cleveland is never in the game. Right, right, right. Yeah. So the so game two is he win by two. And, and that's then, when Charles right. says that. That's when Charles right. says that. Yeah, that's when he says what he says. But like game four, <laughs> game four and game five, the, the Heat don't even get to 90 points. Yeah. yeah. Which is so crazy. And game three, they score 92. Yeah. And in so, game, game five, I remember, I remember watching LeBron flinging passes around disgusting. <laughs> disgusted <laughs> disgusted by his teammates at that point um well, so, again yeah, so yeah the worst finals, essentially i i think it, i don't think it's hyperbox that's the worst finals loss in history mm-hmm. of the league and it's like you can't act like that didn't happen yeah 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 <laughs> yeah no you're, you're right i would argue that the mavs is actually the worst finals loss in the history of the league the mavs beating uh miami because, see, again, 
that that Spurs team, the way we look at it now, we look at that Spurs team as one of the one of the like perennial great teams, like one of the all time great teams that culminates in that twenty fourteen win. And it's yeah. like, oh, this was one of the best teams. This is Kawhi reaching, uh, essentially beginning his ascent. This is Tim Duncan still being effective. Uh, I think in the elimination game, Timmy still has like 25 and 12 or something like that. And people who don't remember the year before, uh, the year before, Timmy in game six and seven put up like a 30 and 15 in both of yeah. those games. So Timmy is still effective at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony is still effective. But again, Tony is very overrated. You yeah. don't have to talk about that. Um, you know, all these guys are still effective. It's a deep team. Danny Green, uh, in the first two games, there was like a real argument that Danny Green could win um, finals, finals MVP because he was just mm-hmm. draining Historic shots numbers. from everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the Heat team is is on its last legs. Th- th- they didn't have what it took to run with LeBron anymore. You know what I mean? Now, that's LeBron's fault, to, to your point. Yeah. LeBron builds this team together. But, you know, The Mavs, to me, is worse, right? Because this is – not only are you supposed to win overwhelmingly, but this is you guys at your apex, you know what I mean? And you lost terribly. You you lost in six, you know what I mean? You didn't even take it seven. You lost in six. Yeah. The Spurs, in hindsight, when we look at that series, I don't think the Heat ever wanted to win. And let's not forget, Timmy is one of the five best players of all time. And 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 I want to I want to shit on Stephen Jackson real quick, and I don't want to shit on Stephen Jackson because then Stephen Jackson will probably beat the shit out of me if he ever heard this. You know what I mean? Unless Stephen will give me the hands, Matt Barnes will drive here. You know what I mean? As we've learned, <laughs> you know, Matt Barnes will take a trip to Philly and, and fuck me up. Yeah, he'll come to me to fuck you up <laughs> to give me those hands. He'll send them shits first class. Um. So 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 you know, all respect. I, I don't. I, I'm sure you heard them on the same yeah, podcast yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah. I think that's what you wanted to refute was all of networks shit in the first 20 minutes of that podcast. But you don't even have to get into that. No. Um. Stephen Jackson talks about how Timmy wasn't the vocal leader that Kobe was. Right. And it's he's right. He's yeah. right. Timmy wasn't it. But I don't know. We don't know if Timmy just didn't have to be it. Because Timmy comes in, and like you said earlier, and I wanted to mention this earlier about MJ giving up the reins, right, to the coach. Mm-hmm. Timmy comes in, immediately recognizes, one, he's playing with David Robinson, you know what I mean, who at this time is one of the 30 greatest players in the NBA, right? And he's playing he's playing for Greg Popovich, who isn't established yet, but maybe Timmy sees something in Greg and is saying, okay, this guy is, you know, maybe this is it, you know? And who knows if Timmy just kind of gives that up. Maybe Timmy could have been vocal. Before that series, when they play the Heat, if you don't remember, again, this is one of the five best players. After the Western Conference Finals, Timmy says in the interview, the, the post-game interview, we wanted the Heat. You know what I mean? And that's probably the most vocal we've ever seen Timmy. That's the most – that's spiciest we've ever seen Timmy, which is as spicy as what white people cook when they cook chicken yeah. and it's a little bit of salt and pepper. And it's like, yeah. ooh, ooh spice. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's the spiciest we ever see Timmy because Timmy is not spicy because even those comments no. are not spicy. LeBron no. tried to use that as motivation. Yeah. But he's oh, they want to like see that. us, but it's, it, it wasn't real. Timmy said that they wanted retribution from the year before. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, they wanted they that team, and that's what great players do. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, and that's, that's another part of my argument, is that at the time, see, see, this is a little bit 2020, right? Because you could say that the best player MJ faces in the finals is Charles Barkley. At that time, Charles Barkley is what, top 10 all time, you would argue, maybe top 15 all time? Sure. Right? 
And now when you come down 20 years later and you say, well, LeBron is going head to head with Tim Duncan, one of the five best players of all time. Right. Or then he's going head to head with Steph, who I, I don't know where you put Steph, but the, the combination of Steph, I don't know where is Steph top 20 all time. Is that maybe a little too? Oh, I'm yeah. seeing a lot of top 20 lately. And I don't know if I'm just oh, being no. jaded by what I'm seeing or if he really should be that high yet. I don't know if he's inside of the top 20. But we are seeing what, what I will say is we are seeing one of the greatest MVP performances, at least put on by a player in Steph that year. Sure. That is that is you know Steph's apex right there. Um, <sighs> it's just falling thin. I'm sorry. I'm just running out of. Yeah. I'm just running out of. I'm running out of. I'm running out of stuff. I'm yeah. Out of fire. So you know uh, I, mean? I think we should come back to the Tim Duncan thing. Yeah. In a separate time, but uh, yeah. But I, I guess then if I'm just uh, like culminating everything here, it's like although let's say like Michael. Michael's willing to give the reins, right? He still never loses the alpha dog. Thing, yep. Right. Which I think eventually LeBron finds his version of it, mm-hmm. but it's still not as great because yep. with the subtweeting and the passive aggressiveness, mm-hmm. which is always going to instill some level of resentment, right? Because you're not just being honest in the front. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is, I think, what they mean by saying what, what some people say by saying like soft, right? Yeah. No, which I don't think is a really makes sense of the word. It's like you just aren't you aren't willing to be in those uncomfortable situations. Yeah. So you kind of navigate them in a way where you can disassociate yourself from it. Mm-hmm. Instead of where Michael was saying, "This is my team. Mm-hmm. You're gonna do things this way." Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to physically hurt you, or you're going to want to leave, and, and or and you are going to want to leave rather. Yeah, right. And this is what is the the stark difference mm-hmm. between Michael Jordan and everybody else. Because the thing is, LeBron is great. Yep. Bird is great. Jabbar, Bird, uh, Magic, all these guys are great. But the difference is, you have. This level of athleticism, mm-hmm. with this much skill, with uh, this much talent, but then with this mentality. Correct. Right, and then that's, that's, that's the difference, is when you have this conversation with other people, it turns into semantical things, like how, how do we define it, or you're, taking, you're pulling out individual things. Yeah. LeBron's bigger. LeBron's a better rebounder. LeBron's this. That's not it, though. Nope. It's the combination of it all. Mm-hmm. It's the combination of it all. And, there, and, I, and this is why, in my opinion, and until somebody proves me otherwise, because I just don't see it ever happening, because LeBron, I thought, was going to be this until he showed me he couldn't be. Mm-hmm. We'll never have that again. Yeah. We'll never have all those, everything being 99 rating, including the mentality. Mm-hmm. Where I'm willing to burn this shit to the fucking ground yeah or we win but those are the only two options Mm -hmm. and there's nobody else like that and in fact i think as time moves forward and everybody becomes a brand and because social media there's constant watching Mm -hmm. and there's so much money to be made at all times we're not going to have people who are willing to do that 
because yeah. it's too much for them. It's too much to lose. Yeah. But for Michael, losing the game was too much. Correct. And that and that will always be the biggest difference. And that's why any other argument for it is just is not good enough. Yeah, and then listen, we have stories. Uh, this is to 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 Kobe's journey, right? Like if you yeah. looked at Kobe's journey, it's a journey of finding the things that um that MJ was able to find at a far earlier stage in his career because mm-hmm. of MJ, again, to your, your point, to, uh, of MJ's wanting to do anything possible to win. And it's about when you look at the greatest players, sometimes that's part of that conversation. Well, how, how, soon, um, how soon did it take for them to find that? You know what I mean? You see, like, Tim Duncan finds it immediately. Hold on, let me close some of my browser windows. It's making everything be stupid. Um. Guys like Timmy who are able to find it immediately. LeBron takes a little bit longer. I, I, would, I would actually argue that LeBron doesn't find it until Cleveland, Cleveland too. Yeah. You know what I mean? He I doesn't agree. find it organically in Miami. He really finds it Cleveland too. I agree. Um, that's when he really becomes – that is when the actual conversation happens to me is when they is Cleveland too is when you can start having the LeBron is does LeBron have a shot to be greater than MJ that's when the argument actually starts people part of the problem that part of what fucked this whole argument up that people forget is we have been arguing about this since 2009 you know what I mean six years into LeBron's career LeBron fans were saying he's the greatest player of all time and it's like he hasn't done anything yet you know, he's done nothing but get swept one time in the finals. Right. You know what I mean? By, again, one of the, the – the, I'm sorry, I'm sweating right now. I feel like a fucking pig in, in heat uh, or something. He, he had done nothing but get swept yet. You know what I mean? He was coming off his first MVP season, I think, that year in 2009. And people were just like – I'm like, well, he's not greater than Timmy yet. He's not greater than Kobe yet. He's not greater than Shaq, than Bird, right. than Magic, than Kareem, than Wilt, than Bill. He's not greater than these guys yet. Relax. He hasn't done shit. You know what I mean? He's a Hall of Famer by now, sure. You know what I mean? It doesn't take a lot to get into the Hall of Fame. And nine <laughs> times out of ten, you can see within the first two years. You know what I mean? Like, if I go out on a limb and say Ja Morant is going to be in the Hall of Fame right now, that's a pretty safe fucking bet. I'm going to be honest. I could put that money on right now, and 15 years, I would reap those benefits. You know what yeah. I mean? It's easy to tell when guys are going to be on that trajectory almost. Now, they can get derailed. Derrick Rose, great example of someone who kind of gets derailed because uh, of injuries or a guy like Tyreek Evans, who the numbers show that might be something, but then after that, it falls apart. Um, but that's uh, way over there. Yep. The point being that it, the story is about when do guys get to that air, the air that is like, oh, this is what it takes to win, and this guy knows it now, and this is what he's willing to do. And that's why when LeBron loses that, that first, that one against Golden State, that's why in this podcast, right, we're having this discussion, but you haven't mentioned any of the Golden State losses because you know. At that point, you know. LeBron is literally doing everything he can yeah. to win these games. You know yeah. what I mean? He, he is probably sacrificing children to witches. You know what I mean? He is doing whatever it takes. It's just, just an insurmountable wall in front of him right now. Right. You know what right. I mean? Whether it's the first one when they lose Kyrie and Kevin Love and they're fucking marching out, guys like Matthew Dellavedova and yeah. – Whoever the fuck, me, I'm out there shooting a couple of shots if you look closely. Um, 
and and LeBron is averaging like a 48 and eight, you know, something fucking astronomical. Uh, we know at that point he knows what it takes. You know what yeah. I mean? He just the, the the object in front of him is literally insurmountable for them to overcome. Um, but it's these other ones. It's the Mavericks one. That was not insurmountable. There's no excuse for that. The 07 Spurs one, you can you can chalk that up, even though his numbers are shit in that series. It's another one that people don't remember. People, people, oh, but he, you know, they weren't ready. The Spurs were the Spurs. Okay. So let me just break this down real quick. Because now I'm about to shit. I've come all the way. You've convinced me, right? And now I'm on your side. <laughs> the difference between MJ and, and what I was looking this one thing up too, because I wanted to look at if people wanted to bring up stats, we can do stats, right? MJ's highest usage rate year was 38.1%. That was his highest usage rate year. And in that year, he averaged 38, 5, and 5, okay, which yeah. is fucking crazy. And yeah. LeBron's highest usage rate year is his first MVP year. Uh, it's like 33. He averages 28, 7, and 7. Fantastic numbers. You know what I mean? Uh, he probably could have scored more. I don't think there's even a question about that. Um, but the idea that he's a just a far better passer than MJ just needs to be dispelled. If you think he's a far better passer than MJ, just go watch MJ highlights. Listen, they don't put up MJ passing highlights because that's like fifth on the list yeah. of MJ highlights. There's just right. like crazy layup highlights, crazy yeah. dunk highlights. There's crazy disrespectful defensive highlights. There's yeah. shit talking highlights. Yeah. There's a bunch of highlights <laughs> of MJ doing MJ shit. Yeah. And passing is like somewhere low on the list. Larry Bird, you can find that because that's high on the list of Larry Bird highlights is passing. Right. Um, but MJ is an incredible passer. He's probably as good as LeBron is as a passer. I, I, I would make the argument. If he was willing to handle the ball as much as LeBron was in the open court especially, like the, the, my favorite LeBron pass is the one-handed, uh, like the look off and then throw yeah. um, mm-hmm. to what's his face in the dunker spot. And MJ has a pass like that. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. He also made a pass like that. Yeah. Um, but MJ's offensive game, is just so much is so much better than LeBron's offensive game. Four years into, I don't give a fuck. Four years in is when LeBron is when MJ averages thirty eight a game. You know what I mean? There is no way at four years in MJ goes into the finals and averages nineteen a game. It's just no possible way. The reason he can only average the only re, the reason why was because LeBron was at that point still very one dimensional. You know what I mean? He was still very Giannis, like right now. I got to get to the rim. If I can't get to the rim, I'm nullified. You know right. what I mean? MJ wasn't that. MJ could get 10 feet from the basket. He didn't need to get to the rim. If he, if you let, allow him anywhere within 20 feet, you, it's too fucking late for you. He's either going to dunk on you, he's going to lay it up, or he's going to shoot a jump shot in someone's face, and it's not going to make a difference. Um, so, so even if MJ somehow gets swept in the 07 finals, he doesn't average 19 a game. I promise you that. No. He has an average 20 a game against the Mavericks. I promise you that. There's no way the Matrix shuts down MJ. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. And I like – there is a new thing happening where the Matrix is a Hall of Famer. Did you – have you been seeing this? Uh, Yeah. uh, I think that conversation started on the Zach Lowe podcast. Fucking Zach. It's his fault. Yeah. Listen, he – what I would argue, he would have been perfect in our – the podcast we did about like 90s players that'd be great today, he would have been perfect in today's game at the four. You know what I mean? He would have been a four, a stretch four on any team, your best defender. He could defend multiple positions. He would have been great. But 
this whole Hall of Fame thing, I, I, I don't know. And because, again, like we talked about, I, this is what I fucking hate about putting people in the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? I'm becoming a Hall of Fame hater. Where, because then, now people are going to look back at the Maverick, that Mavericks team, which should be solely looked at as one of two things. LeBron choking or Dirk ascending. They're going to be like, well, they had like four Hall of Famers on that team. And I said, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. Tyson is not – because it, did you see the one post? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going – I'm pissed off now. Did you see the one post? People have now been posting this meme that says it took four Hall of Famers to beat LeBron, and it's the Celtics. Can you guess who the fourth Hall of Famer that they have in that picture is of the, of the 2010 Celtics? Um, fuck. Uh, hold on. Shit. Uh, the, the fact that you, it's already too late because you have yeah, to think deep. I know. It's somebody on the bench. Nope. No? They put no, Rondo? Exactly. They put Rondo on there. Uh, okay. I don't know when people started thinking Rondo's a Hall of Fame basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? If you take one window of Rondo's career, then there was a chance. You know yeah. what I mean? Which is like when playoff Rondo becomes playoff Rondo. Yeah. And that dissipates after two years. It's over. Yeah, it's a wrap. He's, he's too... too uh, uncoachable and confrontational but yeah but i guess to round up the the pod uh i'm sorry it's just it's the greatest he's the greatest and and it and it's not it's not because of it's not solely because of skill athleticism size strength all that stuff it's all of that being at the highest tier which lebron is also at Mm -hmm. skill athleticism fill of the game all that stuff the difference between Michael and literally everybody else mm-hmm. is putting winning at the highest uh, or willing to pay any cost to get to winning. Now, but let's, let's end it here. <clears throat> One thing I do want to say is for as long as we've seen LeBron, it feels like LeBron has been in the NBA forever now. You know what I mean? LeBron is still chasing Michael in points. And he'll catch him. He's going to catch him. He's going to catch Kareem. He'll be number one all time. What is it going to take for you? What do you think it would take? Is there a world where LeBron becomes the greatest for you? Uh, no, not unless something like completely unheard of. Like if he has like, if he wins like the next three finals or something. Okay. Oh, so, don't say that too loud. <laughs> it's possible. It's not impossible. I, I think it's pretty impossible, especially like after this year, like, and I'm not even counting this year. So let's say they, they, they're going to come back. Let's say yeah. somehow the Lakers win this one. I don't give a fuck about this year's one. Oh, and I do. I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I, you don't have to do anything. I but I'm just telling you. I don't want you to do that either. <laughs> and then, uh, but I mean, like, the next three finals. I think this year being right. So he has to win the next over. four. That's what you're saying. No, no, I'm not going to count this year the way. Win or lose, I'm not taking it away from I want to take it away like right, if, see, see, see. if they get bounced in the first round, I'm not, not going to take that away from him. No, I'm not, not going to hold that against him either. But, uh, I mean, you could, but I'm just not going to. It's too weird and strange. But, like, it's just too late. The, the, holes, the hole that he dug for himself, he, he had to do all this just to pull himself out of that hole. Mm-hmm. Now he's never going to reach the height okay. that, that, that Michael got to. I think – I think there is a world, one, if, if he continues on the way he's going, he is going to 
the, the argument is going to become, this is not a good argument. It's going to be similar to how people see Mike Tyson. Or no, maybe it's even better to really compare Muhammad Ali and Joe Lewis. And this is for boxing people. Joe Lewis is arguably the greatest He's probably the greatest heavyweight. Sugar Ray Leonard has an argument. Let's just say Joe Lewis is the greatest boxer. There's a lot of people who think Joe Lewis is the greatest boxer all the time. And but Muhammad Ali is Muhammad Ali. Yeah. So there's gonna be a situation where LeBron is almost like a Joe Lewis type, where it's like the numbers and all of this is impossible to ignore. But then Muhammad Ali is this singular force. You know what I mean? To me, Muhammad Ali is the greatest. There's a singular force, right? Muhammad Ali is a singular force. I had to cut my nails. And that's MJ. You know what I mean? And that's going to be how this argument goes because LeBron is going to have the numbers. He's going to have all the points. He's going to have all the fucking rebounds and assists. He's going to have all of it. And then if I think he has a chance to win, I count this year. I don't care. If he gets bounced out in the first round, I'm using that shit against him. Okay. There's no excuse I mean, for him to have a bounce in the first round. You know what I mean? I, I, and I there's, no, there, there's no home court. So let's say they do win the championship. They're going to win that without home court advantage. That, that's a thing that kind of matters. You know what I mean? I don't think for LeBron it matters. I think for Anthony Davis it matters to go to the finals and not have home court, have any home court supporting you. You know what I mean? I think that'll matter for him. Yeah. Um, and I, and, and it's, you know what? It, the thing is, is that just like this argument has nuance, the next few years have to have nuance. So if they see the Brooklyn Nets in the finals and it's KD and it's Kyrie mm-hmm. and the Lakers win that. Well, just a year ago, two years ago, people were making an argument, well, KD has now supplanted LeBron, completely ignoring that he's on this fucking phenomenal team yeah, where he's just, allowed to I operate. I understand that Yeah, people do, don't have context. People don't use yeah, context. But, but yeah, that's just, yeah, that's just and uh, credit to KD. Listen, credit to KD. Those finals performances are excellent, man. His numbers are great. <sighs> yeah, but... And he yeah. plays great. He hits a couple shots that are shots that are like fuck you shots in big yeah. moments. So I want to give him that credit. You know what sure. I mean? But the, the way that he's being defended is a way that he has never or will never be defended again. Correct. They're, they're literally running away from him. He has the ball in his hands and there you go back and they, they leave him with the ball Correct. to guard Steph Curry. Right. Yeah, Cause one of the most common enforcers, you know what I mean? As we talked about the, the baby shack, you could call them the most dominant force in, in NBA history. One of them is out here on the perimeter and everyone is fucking terrified. Um, so, so I think there is a world where, where I, I, I have already reached the point where I won't even argue with a LeBron fan. Cause nine times out of 10, it, again, it's become worse than politics. You know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. like, well, MJ, look at the guys MJ's playing against. So you like cherry pick some clip of fucking, Greg Elo trying to guard him. And it's like, okay, cool, man. You you got it, bro. You know what I mean? I can go cherry pick a million clips yeah. of fucking J.J. Barea guarding LeBron, <laughs> LeBron and LeBron being shook as fuck. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean, listen, I, I think I think we did it. I, is there any arguments I want to provide here for MJ? I mean, I don't know if there's anything I need to provide. You know, six championships in eight years. It, it, you know, we talked about on previous pods, if he doesn't go out for baseball, if he doesn't break his foot, if he doesn't spend three years in college, then guess what? The points totals are insurmountable. Yeah, and that, um, that's the thing about numbers. I don't give a fuck about the numbers. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly gonna have a longer. He's yeah. going to have a longer career. And, yeah. and the thing is, it's, 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 they're, they're both great. Like, at yeah. worst, at worst, LeBron's going to be the third greatest player ever. Mm-hmm. Right? So this is really 
this is like we're we're talking about supreme correct air here. But and but that's why the the nitpicking matters. That's what correct. we're doing. We're nitpicking correct. because correct. of how great they both actually are. Yeah, but and yeah. Go ahead. Brian, all the, all the winning that Michael's done, six finals, six finals wins, six finals MVPs, five MVPs. And then all the little stuff LeBron has done along the way that put the chink in his armor. Yeah. He's still a white knight, but he just got a little, some blemishes. Yeah, and that's yeah. what that's what's going to take it away. Like, we didn't even talk about LeBron leaving, just keep switching teams to, that, that have chances to win mm-hmm. for a non-basketball reasons. Correct. Right? To, to either just go back to Cleveland to rebuild my image and create a new super team. And fuck the super team that's dying now that I built. Correct. Or to go to LA to be in LA and give up years, mm-hmm. give up years of his prime, mm-hmm. and not be in contention. Can you imagine Michael Jordan yeah. not being in the playoffs in the nineties? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's just oh, like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Even though I don't, I think LeBron did think he could get that team to contention. You know what but I mean? But still, that's fine. But he left. But he left. <laughs> oh, whatever. It's like yeah. it's just. It's just like, maybe even if you think he did, a lot of people knew that he wasn't. Yeah. And that and Cleveland team, yeah. I was, I was not, I was out, I was out on them from the jump. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, even if you, you want to argue that Cleveland team wasn't great, it's still the fucking East. And he yeah. owned the East. Yeah. And, and one thing too, yeah, you know what? Thank you for bringing that up. Because the other thing to, to point out here is the East that LeBron ruled over is, is not good. You know what I mean? But much like MJ running into the end of that Pistons team, LeBron runs into the end of this Pistons team, which, which another team that's now Ben Wallace is a hall of famer. And this Pistons team is getting a rap. That's like way better than it was five years ago. We understood that that was the worst finals team ever, the worst championship team. And I, in that holds true to this day, maybe you could argue, uh, what was the, the Seattle team from back in the day with uh, the dude with the oh, hair. Dennis Johnson? No, 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 no. Way back, way back. Um, that that go that wins when Rick Barry doesn't uh, stop stops stop shooting in the second half. Oh well, yeah, um, that was in the seventies, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, with the Jerry. Cur- oh, Dennis Johnson. I'm sorry, I thought you said Kevin Johnson for some reason. Yeah, Dennis Johnson no, and Dennis uh, Johnson's the curly hair dude. What's his name? The white dude. What is his name? He's in the Hall of Fame. I. Th- oh, what is his name? There's a bunch of people in the Hall of Fame. You're right. <laughs> but he has a Jerry curl and he's a white dude, big white dude. Oh, he's Tom Chambers? No. No, no, it's not Tom Chambers. No, 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 no. Damn it. This Tom is Tam- killing Tom me. Tom Chambers has a, what you call it? Uh, you know who I'm talking about. Time great Supersonics players. This is killing me. Um, Jack Sigma. Oh. Fuck, that was yes. killing me. Uh, with Jack Sigma on that team. Maybe that's the worst team, arguably, I guess. You could argue, but. This fucking business team is not good, and I will not. I will not hear it. I will not fucking hear it that Ben Wallace is all of a sudden a Hall of Famer. Hall of Fame what? <laughs> Fuck! If Ben Wallace was understand, Shaq is still dominant that series. Yeah. That entire shit is falling apart. You know what I mean? It's they're literally they literally float. Imagine if if let's go to Hall of Fame, uh, Game of Thrones. Imagine at the Battle of Blackwater. Yeah. All right. Remember the Battle of Blackwater? Tyrion fills the lake with whatchamacallit? With um, 
uh, uh, what the fuck was that called? The green substance that the dragon stuff. The dragon stuff, correct? Yeah, the the yeah. dragon fire, whatever you call it. I can't what the, I can't remember what the actual name of it is. Anyway, yeah, he fills yeah, the lake yeah. with it. Yeah. Right, and then the the boats come in. Yeah. Boop. Flaming arrow. Everyone's on fire. Well, imagine, if you will, that that is actually the O four finals. The the Blackwater Lake is the O four finals. And instead of them having to shoot an arrow, the Lakers float in on fire already. Yeah. Into the lake of gas of, of dragon fire that will now combust as soon as they hit the water. Right. That is what happens in the 04 finals. And the Pistons just happen to be the beneficiary of that. That's why they never well, they make it back to the finals. They get crushed by the Spurs the following year. No, no, no. They go to seven against the Spurs. Is that right? Seven? I don't know if it's seven. I don't know if they go to seven. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. It's unimportant. And then they never make it back. Okay. And then again, LeBron beats them. Then he has to face the Celtics, which people again, another false equivalency about a super team. That team is one, it's old as shit. Yeah. That Paul Pierce, KG, Ray Allen team is it's at the end. They they have pretty much their first year is their really good year together. And then the rest is just that they had built the chemistry and they were just a good team. Um yeah, and there was there was not – so, like, the thing is, like, I, we understand now that LeBron is a much better player than Dwayne Wade. Yeah. But at the time, it wasn't necessarily the case. Nope. Right? It wasn't like they were in completely different tiers as basketball players. Correct. So, like, there wasn't – KG's the best player on that team mm-hmm. in the Celtics. Um, there's not another KG-level player on that team. Like Paul's a little bit underneath, Ray's underneath Paul. Yeah. Correct. Right? Where it's like LeBron and Dwayne are the same tier player. Correct. They're both top five-ish players that, and, and they're prime, which is the, yeah. the more important part is that they're in their prime. Correct. But they, but, but they're, and, they, and they play basically the same position. Correct. The other thing, too, is like you can't compare Dwayne Wade now not having to guard LeBron because mm-hmm. Paul's never fucking running around screens with Ray Allen. No. But it is too many, it's too many holes to put in that argument. We've also gone, like, down a crazy rabbit hole. Oh, did I? I'm sorry. I yeah, was like, we're so much, we're so far gone at this point. We, well, because like, the point, no, the, the, there's a point. The point I want to okay. make is that after, so there's these two teams, but pretty much the rest of the East has been trash. Right. There is not another iconic Eastern Historically team. Historically bad team. I MJ mean, has to go through a very, very good Cleveland team, which is remembered very fondly now. He goes against the Knicks, the Pacers. There's a lot of, like, teams that are remembered fondly. The, the Magic before, before Shaq leaves. There's a right. lot of teams in the East that he has to face. LeBron is beating, beating up on Al, Al fucking Horford and the Hawks. All right? Just destroying them. Yeah, and, destroying and the Raptors. This, and and gets and gets absolutely crushed by a Magic team, which never comes even close. That's as far as Dwight ever gets. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's get yeah, crushing the Hawks, the Raptors, these teams that are just not ready to be there. His We're biggest competition good. is the Pacers, and that Pacers team isn't that fucking good, honestly. Like no, they Paul were George, just big. They were big. Paul George is the second banana. Again, I would argue that the only reason why it's competitive is because that Heat team just doesn't fit. You know what right. I mean? It doesn't yeah. fit, and you're able to push them around a little bit, and boom, whatever yeah, they, they beat them anyway. Pacers were big and athletic, correct? And, and like, and and Roy Hibbert was, and the reason Roy Hibbert was ever ever important yeah. was that he was 
he was that version of, and this is why Andrew Bogut was so important mm-hmm. for the, the Warriors when they, when they beat them, is that he could just be a body in front of the rim. Yep. He knew how to, to guard the rim without fouling. Yeah. Which is he, a, an underrated He should have trade, trademarked the word verticality. Because yeah. if he could have bought stock in a word yeah. and bought stock in verticality, he'd be rich beyond his dreams. Because that is – he makes the word famous. Yeah. Right? He, he guards the rim without fouling, which is super Correct. valuable, especially yeah. when it's LeBron. Because LeBron isn't making jump shots yet. Correct. And when he's playing in Miami. He's not, right. not consistently anyway in Correct. those big moments. Yeah. But, it, but, yeah, I don't really want to talk about all this other yeah. stuff. It's just that the East is weak. And, and, yeah. and part of the reason why the East is weak is because LeBron makes it weak by joining Chris Bosh and joining Dwayne Correct. Wade. Correct, yes. If they had stayed in their respective seats, he would yeah. have actually had to yeah, face these teams. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we've done it. MJ is the greatest. You swayed me from my full position of LeBron being the greatest. You know what I mean? I couldn't even do it uh, half-acidly, you know, without getting yeah. convinced. It's just MJ is the greatest. So, yeah. Um, that's it, uh, everybody. We will. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do another episode this week of 476. I don't know what it's gonna be about yet, but I just want to do one. Sure. Yeah. Um, I haven't done an alone one where I get to talk for 30 minutes about nothing. So I'm gonna do that. Uh, everybody, stay safe. Wash your hands. Um, wash your stupid hands. Stay home. I see a lot of people not social distancing. It's making me sick because I'm I'm social distancing my ass off. It's the best thing I've ever done in my life. I'm so good. Uh, I'm the Michael Jordan of social distancing. Yeah, you know what I mean? You've been. I've been good at this. I've been practicing this my whole life. You know what I mean? So uh, wash your hands, stay at home. Uh, Take care. Justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. Used to come.